Welcome to the Saints Crown Show. This is a show for men who want to grow. In a world where confusion is the culture and passivity is the practice, we exist to take men from gaining massive clarity to taking massive action. Because we believe that if we can help bring order to your life, you can bring order to your world. Well, welcome back to the Saints Crown Show. I'm your host, Zachary Reed, and I'm here with co-founder Preston Woody. And we're talking about the 40-day wilderness experience. It's mm -hmm. another one of those things that we've kind of sprinkled into our conversations up mm -hmm. until this point. And man, I'm so excited to talk about it because it was a life-changing yes. experience both times mm. that we went. So why don't you share a little bit behind the heart behind it and why we we did these and like what is a, a 40 day wilderness just experience? think about it what what do you think of when you think 40 day wilderness experience <laughs> i think of something that i want to do yeah. frankly and it's something that's become a part of my lifestyle since 2020 yeah multiple at least twice a year so well, th this is the origin of it and then I'm, we're going to share the outcome of it like the origin was in 2020 I was taking a drastic left turn and maybe right turn in my vocation. And, and I decided, and this is what I felt like I needed to do was yeah. to spend two nights in the wilderness, no food, no shelter, except a hammock, um, no stimulation, no phone, no nothing, nobody, and immerse myself to just get with my creator, to be, yes. to get in this place of sobriety to just hear and get super crystal clear. Cause I felt like I was in a place of confusion. Mm. And I wrote out during that time a series of questions. I wrote out a few questions that I wanted answered. And by the end of, it was about 40 hours, by the time I got back to my car, vehicle, and phone, I had every single answer for every single one of those questions. Mm. Clarity on my, on my life direction. And what I decided to do was to do it again. And I did it again and again. And then I felt like it's time to take other people on this journey. Yeah. And that's the origin of the 40, uh, 40 hour experience. Yeah. I think I said 40 days earlier, but it was only 40 hours. Yes. <laughs> the, I can remember in the group when you introduced it and I was like, Oh, I don't know about this. Cause it, you know, I'm not, I haven't done a lot of camping or <laughs> like wilderness <laughs> training, like, knives, all of those things. I was like, I'm not really sure about this. Yes. Yes. And I was really apprehensive, but I was excited. Yes. Because I knew I wasn't going to be by myself. I right. knew I was be with friends. Like right. it was going to be fun. And we were 80% so city boys in that group. Yeah. We were all like hardcore city boys, skinny just, jeans, city boys. I remember walking cause you get to the campsite. Yes. It's like a little bit of a hike to get to the spot in Arkansas. It's like right at the foot of a mountain. And I remember the anxiety because there's thunder and it was getting cloudy. And I knew that I had everything that I needed for this weekend was yes. like on me. And if yes. I didn't build a shelter right now, I'm going to like lose all my stuff yes. and like be drenched yes. Yes. all weekend. Yes. And I just remember like, like literal anxiety to yes. just get my hammock set up and the rain fly set up yes. and like everything that was needed because yes. it sounded like it was about to pour. Yes. 
<laughs> just and like it was the sheer fright of that. And I remember you're like going around checking. How's it going? And everyone's like, good, good. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm just trying to get this set up. And just like in like frantic go mode, trying everything that I possibly can to get my because the elements are coming. Place. And yes. and it literally right when we finished setting up, I remember it just poured. Yes. But like we had all finished setting up our our spots like right when it had started. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to get your perspective and outlook because this is the first time we're really <laughs> diving all the way through it yeah. together. And and so this 40 days, there was were 40 hours committed to yeah. 40 hours, f- boots on the ground in the yes. wild, no phones, none of this stuff. Yes. And during this 40 hour time, it's it's designed to through a series of questions come to a place of massive, massive clarity yeah. on our R and your life for the next season of life. Mm-hmm. So the goal is we immerse ourselves in sobriety and we come out with massive clarity for what are we going to do next? Yes. Why do we need to do it? What's my next mission? Yeah. And what do I need to change? What do I need to give up to go up to the next level? And so it's a series of challenges yeah. and experiences, immersive experiences. This is an immersive experience. Yeah to be able to provoke the most amount of change in the shortest amount of time. And yes. 40 is strategic because 40 is the ancient number of testing. Mm. So we're putting ourselves through at 40 hours of strategic testing. and Willing testing. Willing, yes. <laughs> like I'm it, submitted to this process. Yes, yeah. because ultimately you understand, we understand it in life is we will be tested, yeah. but we do get to choose it. Like yeah. we can willingly choose to embrace testing. And when yeah. we do so, it's so much more tolerable and enjoyable. Yeah. But, uh, but that's what the process was. So we get, we get to the camp and the campsite. Um, and Which the drive-in was awesome. I feel like, I think most of us, because we didn't set this rule on the first one, but most of us just kind of immediately turned off our phones yes. in the process of the journey out there, which yes. was like, what, a three, six? Was it, was it six hours? Maybe six, maybe five. And yeah. it felt like only two uh-huh. or three. Because like our conversation was so good, Engaging. and we were just building relationship with each other, and eating beef jerky in the van, <laughs> and and trekking out to uh, to that spot. And so then you get to the site, mm-hmm. and now it's time to hike up there. Mm-hmm. And I remember totally not being prepared. Mm-hmm. Like one hundred percent had the wrong gear. <laughs> like I didn't have any like hiking pants yes. or anything. I had uh, <laughs> like. I, I even brought like Nike fly nets that are uh, like super flexible <laughs> and like no grip whatsoever on the bottom, like yes. no boots, yes. no anything. I ha- was not prepared. And so the very first task is to hike to the spot. And I just remember being like, what in the world did I sign up for? Mm. Outside of the anxiety of like, I've got to get my shelter up, but like I'm getting eaten alive mm. by chiggers and bugs and all of the elements like on our way in there mm. and just being like, man, yes, what are we doing? Yes. Did I make the right decision? Yes. Yes. <laughs> now that, that first day, what was one of the more impactful moments that you recall? Yeah. So after we, after it rained, we luckily had a little shelter there that we all were able to kind of hang out in for a while while the rain let up. We had our first meal and I believe the first activity we did was chopping down the tree yes right so you brought out a series of axes to choose from we're like what are we about to do 
And the objective was to go and, and cut down a tree. And the trees were already pre-selected for us. Yes. And so we like went, so we got a brief demonstration from John how to cut, cut down a tree. And then hand, we were handed an ax and the objective was to go cut down this tree. Yes. And so uh, we go, go ahead. Yes. And, and I remember it, we, we, we certainly have altered the, upgraded the experience for then, the yeah. setup for, for, the, for the next one. But I yeah. think it worked out just right the way it should have. And I, I remember I remember now walking over to to you and your tree and the process you were because you had a you had a healthy it size was tree. Pretty massive. <laughs> and like talk to me about that moment. Yeah. So uh my hands were blistering because I didn't have gloves. I wasn't prepared, you know. I think it was even raining, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. And um you had asked me, so I was pretty exhausted because I was cu- cutting through the tree. Uh, didn't I didn't feel like I was making progress on it. And I remember you came over and you asked me this incredible question. And you were like, what does the tree mean? And I'm like, what do you think? It, like in my mind, I'm like, what do you think it means? Like I'm just trying to cut the dang thing down, yes, you know, because yes. it was like not budging. And I'm like, meaning... That's the last thing I'm thinking of other than getting it cut down, you know? Um, But then I pause. I remember pausing, and you're like, no, what does it mean? And I remember immediately, like, in my spirit, felt like the Lord said, the tree represents comfortability. Mm. That was all he said. I was just like, okay, whatever. And I'm, like, whacking Mm. at the tree, you know? And then it's continuing. Um, I think other guys' trees were falling down. Yes. Cause you could hear and the screams. Yeah, and they're the, like, the ah, like everyone's going crazy as their their trees being cut down, and like I'm like still in the midst of mm. like cutting this tree down and making progress, but yes. not really making progress, and I'm like exhausted, and so I'm I'm whacking away, whacking away, and then other guys start coming over where I am, and then all of a sudden there's this encouragement and mutual like you can do this, and I'm like okay. And so cutting this tree down and it finally, it finally got to a point where then it started to come down, but then it was like still connected. Yes. And I'm like, no, like it's got to come all the way down. You know what I mean? Like for most people, if it would have just fallen down, they're like, okay, great. We're done. But I was like, no. Yes. I've come this far. This thing needs to be completed all the way through. And so I remember John helped me with strategy of like, how to because no one was allowed to, to help to, or to touch yeah like you had to do it on your own yes and so john told me what to do so then i was going and then it finally like hit the ground yes and it's like pouring down rain yes. we're like drenched and it was like this immediate relief of yes. like the tree came down yes yeah. yes and i remember the the uproar yeah. of the men that yeah. were around began to cheer yeah what did that what did that feeling feel like yeah it felt victorious and and after the 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 lord highlighted that for me the tree represented comfortability i started looking around at all of these other trees that were in the forest and just thinking about how there's multiple areas in life that i had grown comfortable in mm. and um just thinking about even just how trees take root and um how they start off small and grow bigger over time and just the fact that like comfortability really creeps in and takes root 
and the larger the root system gets, the stronger the tree gets mm. and continues to grow. And so I was like blown away with the level of victory that one, I was able to cut a tree down with an ax, yes. which I'd never done before in my life. But I was exhausted, but I felt like victorious. Yes. Like I was like, yeah, like I yes. took this down. And so it made me think, okay, the levels that I've grown comfortable in in life can come down. Mm. Like I, I have the ability to chop down these trees yes. because I just proved that I did it in the natural. And mm. so that's kind of what started mm. the entire trip off really because that was the first activity yes. that we did. Was the significance in that victory more the physical breakthrough or symbolic breakthrough? Both. It was I'm capable of cutting a tree down if yes. need be. And this was a big tree and like, and knowing that I was physically capable of doing that. Mm. Um, and then too, just like symbolically, it was like, man, like, okay, comfortability is something deeply rooted and like, it's going to take a lot to cut this out of my life, but it's possible because I just destroyed this in the natural. Mm. So like, how much more impactful can it be internally, symbolically, through mm. like cutting down these trees of comfortability just in different areas of life? Yes, yeah. yes. So we we fell we fell the tree. There were a couple other instances and, and councils. That's what we call yeah, them when we councils. come together. We'd have council yes. meeting. And so talk to me about what happened next. Yeah. So from there, we it was we wound down for the first night. We had council. And then um, that was the first night sleeping in the wilderness. Yes. And was it of your life? Yeah. I mean, so I was uh, like a Cub Scout growing up, and so we would go camping, but it was nothing like, like this. Uh -huh. um, and so this is my first time sleeping in a hammock, um, setting it up and, like, navigating in the pitch dark, like getting to your campsite every <laughs> yes. night. And, and then, like... For me, it was the unsettled feeling of trying to fall asleep yes. because it was so dark and you would hear things. I'm like, is there a bear coming? Is there like some animal that's going to yes. take me out in my sleep? Right. Are there snakes underneath me? I mean, like it was just like all of this like mentor, mental turmoil um, of the unknown and the darkness, Yes. which is representative in itself. But but just like getting to a quiet capacity to like drift off. Huh. But then in the morning, not really knowing if you actually <laughs> slept, but knowing that you were like in and out like all yes. night because yes. you're kind of frightened for your life, but also yes. exhausted from yes. chopping a tree down. Yes. So yes. it was like a, a fine mix. <laughs> that first night is always more challenging to, yeah. to get that actual deep rest. But yet simultaneously, I always feel like maybe I got three to four hours, but I feel like I have enough energy of eight. Yeah. To push through and like get From going when I'm yeah. sleeping outside, which yeah. is strange. And it was like in the mornings, my favorite part was the mornings because it was always so peaceful. Mm. Um, I didn't like necessarily the evenings because it outside of like winding down around the campfire yes. and like, yes. you know, talking and, and all that kind of stuff. The mornings were always my favorite because it was just so peaceful and cold and like, um, like you just like felt nature, you heard nature, everyone, everything's waking up. And like really it puts it into perspective that like nature is like a constant active state. Mm -hmm. 
and like it even says in the in the word of god that creation is like groaning and mo like and like for the creator and so it really puts that verse into perspective when you're in nature trying to fall asleep and you hear nature moving and nature speaking yes. and all these different things um so yeah it was interesting those first like in the in the night hmm. uh, but then morning comes and you wake up and we have breakfast and we're doing council um you walked us through uh multiple teachings throughout the weekend and um i think the next big challenge was the mountain hmm. I, I believe after hmm. we we ate breakfast yes hydrated well, let's dive into the mountain <laughs> we go to the mountain. so what do you th what are you thinking i'm thinking because i don't cool. know that we i love hiking i don't know that we we said much of much context as yeah. to what was going to happen yeah so, so we walk up to the mountain yeah we take a hike into the mountain and again i'm wearing tennis shoes yeah okay and sliding all over the place because it had been raining throughout the weekend and it was the only weekend that it had rained like all season. Mm. So everything is just like drenched. And we get to a place and I'm like, great, this is gonna be awesome. Like I love hiking, we're gonna hike up this mountain. It sounds peaceful and relaxing, like I love hiking. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, so plot twist, there's another layer, an element to this that we're gonna add in. I'm like, well, what in the world? So you pull out this rope and we're like, okay. And you said, we're going to connect everyone together and you're gonna have to, we're gonna have to hike up this mountain together. And it didn't really look like a steep mountain or anything difficult or challenging until you're like this on the mountain and you're connected to a rope with other men. And you're like, if one person falls, we're, we're tumbling down this mountain. And so, yeah, that was like the setup to the challenge. Hmm. Do you rem do you remember what it felt like getting to the top? Oh yeah, it was like amazing huh. because we had to. I remember um, Antonio was leading, and then I was like second in command, and so there were like all of these like leadership moments yeah. throughout the challenge because it, with Antonio leading we all like it was all of our responsibility to communicate hey we need to slow down hey like to keep the pace going since you're all connected you can't just have someone that's like running to the top um we all had to keep a consistent pace and then with me kind of being second in command i'm kind of like like antonio is 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 driving the direction of or, or like the pace of where we're going but then it was almost like my responsibility to identify the direction. Like, okay, we need to go left up here or there's a marker. And so uh, I believe John had carved away yes. through these signals that were like impossible to find yes. on certain trees to kind of help navigate us up the mountain. But y'all like took off yeah. and went to the top and you're like, we'll see you up there. Yes. And so then it was our responsibility to look for the markers and safely navigate our team mm. up the mountain. And so it was challenging. Yes. But when we got to the top, it was like, man, we just like climbed this mountain together and it was awesome. And then you did an, another great job of slowing down with everyone and asking us, okay, what did this mean for you? Mm. Like what, 
Um, what were the challenges? Like, what was the leadership like? And like challenging us to give feedback, um, which is so important because as the leaders, we need to like, we need feedback in order to get better. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so that was getting to the top. And then once we got up there, um, we ate lunch and you did a little, a little teaching and then we did the moment of silence. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yes. The, the, uh, the challenge that I don't know that I don't know if how many of the guys had done this, Yeah. but 60 minutes of complete silence, Yeah. no speaking, uh, no like distracting yourselves, no talking. There's no stimulation. You had to keep your mouth shut for, 60 minutes yeah so we tee that up we send everyone off for 60 minutes we're on the top of this mountain in the middle of nature we're not allowed to talk talk to me about what what was that like yeah so at first it was really hard to stop thinking Hmm. like it was almost like even though we were silent and quiet it was like all of a sudden then like my my mind was loud. Mm. And so I had to intentionally quiet myself and get to a place of peace so that I could hear what the Lord was trying to say. And so, cause I'd never done that before, like in that context yes. where it was like, we're intentionally taking 60 minutes. We're not gonna talk. Like the heart was go seek the Lord. Yeah. And so I remember going off uh, to like this rock that had an overlook of just this mountainous area that we we're in, which was beautiful. And I just started hearing different sounds and, and things in nature. And then I, I found myself quieting down and getting past the noise and realigning focus. And then I remember the Lord um, distinctly saying that, comfortability, which is what was brought up when we were cutting the trees down, that comfortability, I'll never forget it. He said, comfortability is the state that the enemy puts you in as you're slowly being put to death. Hmm. And I remember him saying that. And I just like pondered on that for like maybe 15, 20 minutes or so. And I was just thinking about how like if the enemy can get you into a state of comfortability. It's almost like, um, like you're you're in a nursing home or something, and you're you're literally being put down like a dog, mm. or like old age, like hospice, like you're being delivered these drugs to slowly put you into a state of death. And I just remember being like, I am comfortable in so many areas of life that I felt convicted that it was like, it was time to implement disciplines, implement new focuses and start looking at life differently. Mm. Mm. And so, yeah, that was a pretty powerful moment um, when it was almost like the meaning of the tree got even deeper. Yes, And I felt like I had walked away from that moment with an action plan of the things that I needed to do um, in order to, to go to the next level. Mm. And so then from there, we hiked back down the mountain 
I think that was probably the, like one of the highlights of everyone's trip mm-hmm. or the whole trip for everyone because um, no one had really done that before. Yes. And I think we all received massive clarity mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, and then I think it started raining again, which was beautiful, like as we're like descending the mountain. And, um, and I think we went swimming in the river, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> At what point did we, we discuss uh, values and mottos? Yeah, I think that was... And probably one of our councils yes. in the evening, I think you had challenged us to uh, write out a family motto. So I remember uh, first you had us identify things that mattered most to us. Mm. And then from there it was creating an easy to remember motto that encompassed those things. And so for me, um, being in a, in a new season of obeying the Lord and hearing the Lord, um, I remember establishing my family motto, which is still my family yeah, motto. Yeah, what is it? Tell yeah, us. Yeah, so it's the reads, hear God, obey, and steward with excellence. Mm. And so um, I felt like that was so applicable to just the new way of doing life. I was no longer um, going to pursue and do things that I felt like I wanted to do or needed to do, but actually slowing down, hearing God, being obedient to what he said to do, and then anything that I'm doing, whether it be um, a consultant job or a new business or a nine to five, like I'm going to steward it with excellence. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I felt like that embodied and encompassed uh, who I am at the core. And um, yeah, it's like it's my life motto to this day. Mm. So Wow. And, and I remember concluding because I want to get into the you help lead the second the trip. second experience so yeah. the conclu- you know part of the conclusion of that was the the next morning mm-hmm. uh do you recall much of that that final uh council i know we we wrote yeah letters um yeah we wrote letters and i remember um i remember feeling challenged to write a letter and like I think in, what I ended up doing is kind of verbally processing when it became my turn. I remember being like, guys, I, I couldn't come up with anything. Like, I think I need to like just verbally process. Cause at that time, um, I hadn't shared my story with anyone. I hadn't shared the things I'd walked through. And so I used that time, uh, to really walk that through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did just powerful, impartation moments where it was like this exchange mm-hmm. of okay we're we are now going to focus on the role of the man of 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 man um that god has called us to operate in in this season and so we each went around and we were able to pray over each other um and and you imparted into each of us um really almost kind of like a like a transfer from mm. thinking like a boy to thinking like a man mm. and um, and instilling in us the four roles of a man. And um, yeah, yes. I remember um, the last council the night before that, you had asked us to, to think about and focus in on what is the role that the Lord really developed inside of us for that weekend. Mm. And... I remember uh, one of the nights it had rained, and so we didn't have fire. Mm. (laughs) 
And we didn't bring anything to make fire outside of like flint yes. and like the little flint and steel. Tender, yeah, yeah, flint and steel things. And so I just remember because everyone was like, yeah, I guess we're just not I, I guess we're just not going to have a fire that night or oh, whatever. And I just I remember, remember being this. like, yes. no, like uh-huh. we're going to have a fire. Like yes. we can't have an evening without fire. Right. And, and we were all soaked and wet and like we needed fire anyway to yes. like dry off. And so I remember like internally being like, we're building a fire. Yes. And so uh, I don't even remember really how we got it started. I know John helped substantially, but we just like we pulled together supplies and we started going to town and it probably took us like a good hour yes. to like get the fire yes. going. Yes. And I'll never forget like. I was on the ground, you were on your knees, covered yeah. in in mud and sweat and all the things, and I'm like, right, like yes. blowing Breathing at the that. right angle to get the flame like really going. And I just remember everyone was like, yeah, yes. like we yes. got fire yes. going. And so that was like another highlight I think for that entire trip was just like really that weekend the Lord was developing inside of me the warrior, um, and and understanding uh, that I didn't have to be a certain way yes. or emulate certain qualities yes. um, or mimic what society would show as a warrior or yes. follow a blueprint or like a 10-step yes. guide or curriculum or all this stuff. It was like, no, like the Lord's created me to be a warrior. And this weekend I got to tap into that through the way that he uniquely made me. Yes. And so it was like this powerful revelation. Yes. That I was like, man, the Lord developed a warrior inside of me. And uh, yeah, so I left pretty empowered, like ready to to go on the next one. And even post that trip, I remember um, just continually going on hikes and like enjoying being in nature and, and things like that post that trip because it really like it like unlocked something inside me mm. so and and that fire moment where you saw the res- where everyone saw resistance <laughs> yeah. you saw I'm like breakthrough we let's breakthrough. go we're doing this and that and the warrior yeah. and you was just unleashed yeah and just the roar and the cheer of everyone that moment that the fire caught yeah and and then we had fire the whole we night. had fire the rest the rest of the trip <laughs> yeah. that was wonderful so so let's let's yeah. let's switch gears then so yeah so you were a participant. participant. Yeah. And then, you know, this next year you became, we had, you know, quite a few, we had more men. Mm-hmm. So you be, we had tribes this next year and yes. you became a leader. So talk to us briefly about your contrast of being a participant to now a leader and leading other men through what you yeah. went through. I think I was excited to facilitate like camaraderie mm-hmm. within a tribe. So I remember even like when we, when we divvied up who yeah. was going to be in what tribe, like I immediately sent a message out to the, to our tribe. and was like, okay, we need a name. We need like bandanas. We need like, is there, is it, is there enough time to get t-shirts made? Like I wanted, like I wanted the whole thing, all in. like the whole experience. Uh, we did get bandanas. We did not get shirts made in time, but that was fine. And um, I even just remember being like, okay, we're going to ride out to the campsite together. So our whole tribe is going to fit in one vehicle and we're going to like, cause I knew how important it was the year before, like that drive in of just like building relationship with people, breaking down walls, all that kind of stuff. And like we had been in small group together, but it's different. It's different when you see someone once a week and you kind of run into them occasionally at church 
to then spending an intentional like 40 hours with someone, uh, you just get to know them more. And so the drive-in was awesome. We were uh, having a great time driving in and I'm like doing my best to like father and prepare everyone for what we're about to do. Cause some of these guys were like me the year before, like they'd never done anything like right. this before. And so even just in the preparation of packing, I'm like letting guys know, okay, make sure you get boots, make sure you have gloves, make sure you get pants, like preparing them right. so that they don't show up like, like I did with my Nike fly knits and shorts and you know, just unprepared. And so I felt like we did a great job. Like, I feel like my tribe was prepared. I feel like everyone was expectant. Uh, we did a great job of intentionally even fasting into that, that first week into the, to the trip. That's so right. everyone had already started this intentional sobriety process. And we were all like, we had group texts going, um, outside of our one That's Android right. fan. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. <laughs> missed out on a lot of group texts because yeah, yeah. he turned everyone's oh, yeah. apple blue green. <laughs> that we did a ten day yeah sobriety challenge mm -hmm. leading up to it, which is something new that we did. Yeah, and so it was like time. no stimulants, no spending money yes. intentionally. You know, like no extra fun spending, and what else was there? No sugar. And then I think an hour a day, hour a day of and, praying. Yes. Yeah. And prayer. And so we all pretty much signed up to do that. Um, and so then we got there and I just felt like it was on a whole nother level because we had like spiritually prepared and then we were physically prepared. Um, and so there was just a whole nother level I felt like of intentionality behind the trip. But I think the contrast to go back to your original question was the first season was me participating receiving breakthrough, um, you know, pulling out the warrior inside of me. And then the, the switch was really helping facilitate that environment for all of the other men that had never done that before. And so that was like something that I didn't even realize was life-giving. Like to see other men cut down their trees and being in the same similar position that I was in the year before where I'm like one of the last few to go and then everyone just corrals around the man who's trying to cut that tree down. And it's, again, it poured raining during that, yes. that same uh, activity, yes. which I thought was symbolic and, yes. and just really cool because we're like standing in the rain as the guys are cutting their trees down and we're like cheering them on, we're right. praying for them. And uh, every time a tree came down, it was like this explosive moment of yes. joy and excitement and uh, just like this victorious roar that happened yes. every time a tree would come down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so this trip, I felt like this last one that we did six months ago was, I felt like it was even more symbolic of just unlocking even the calling that the Lord has placed on 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 my life to to intentionally pour into other men and seeing that transformation happen, and so it was awesome. You did a few things. You yeah. you taught. Yes, we did teach. You you did participate in the teaching this time, and you also were a yes a leader, but also a facilitator yeah. of intentional discussion. Yeah. 
in discussion designed to bring massive clarity and help bring the guys to a place of taking action. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, when we got to do uh, breakout sessions throughout the weekend, that was, one, it was a little intimidating at first because I'm like, man, how do you do that? Um, but it just came so natural because, again, it's like part of the roles of a man is to bring order and to father and to also be a brother. And um, and so for me, it it was cool to step into that and ask questions that like what you did for me that first year of like, what did that mean? Like, what did that do for you? What What is the Lord saying? And it just created this environment where the walls were able to come down and we were able to just get really real and raw with just what some of these guys were walking through, um, some of the mental battles, uh, the stuff they were facing in their lives. And and really step into a role of discipling, loving and caring, and then like praying into and imparting into them really what you did for us that first year. Um, so that was that was really special. And it was probably one of my my more favorite aspects of the trip was being able to to impart mm. and teach and um, and facilitate. I remember getting to the end of that that trip and that last breakout session and seeing yeah. seeing those groups and looking over at you facilitating leading and seeing a couple guys sitting there and just in tears yeah and you being now first the participant now the facilitator of breakthrough moments yes. like that and i know we spent some time earlier reading through some of the testimonials share a little bit about some of the breakthroughs that we've read yeah. and some of the things that these guys got to experience. Yeah, I think a lot of the theme kind of through some of these testimonials were feeling insignificant, um, unheard, uh, kind of lost in the chaos of day-to-day -day life, and like distinctly knowing that there was more yes. that they could be operating in. And so what's wild about our group in our last session was about a week before we went on the trip, as we're fasting, uh, a guy in my group called me and was like, hey, I was praying this morning, and in my prayer time, I felt like the Lord was showing me this vision that there was gonna be a moment um, in the trip where we were gonna be able to uh, pray and impart encouraging words to, to the other guys in the group. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's great. Like, let's pray into it. Let's see what the Lord wants to do. And so I didn't even realize until the very moment, but that last session was that moment. Wow. So we literally walked that out and it was a powerful moment um, where we intentionally surrounded each man and laid hands on him, prayed for him, and, um, and the Lord just moved where you know we were operating in the prophetic we were just speaking life and encouragement and just submitting the things that we felt like the lord was highlighting and i think all of the the men in my group walked away being like oh my gosh like this was like a life-shifting uh moment and it's and it's because we were just sharing with them how the lord sees them mm. 
And it was just this incredible, encouraging moment. And um, so, yeah, I think just reading through the testimonials re-sparked um, how another thing that was a theme kind of throughout was there was multiple attacks leading up to the trip where every man that went on that trip had the opportunity to not come. Mm. There was everything creating another route to get them to not go. I myself got hit with this like sickness, like leading up to the trip where I didn't even know if I was going to be able to come. Um, I was actually preparing one of the guys in my group to lead if I wasn't able, like I was creating preparation just in case. And like six or seven of the guys had the same type of thing happen where they were like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. And then all of a sudden we, I think we were all sitting around the campfire and we realized, oh my gosh, like almost half of us didn't even make it on this trip. Mm. And like how grateful we were yes. that we pushed through all of the circumstances to actually get there. Yes. Do you think anyone regretted coming? No, no. Everyone, by the time we, by the time we left, we were all in like this unity of just joy, excitement, laughter, inside jokes, uh, like Drew falling through his uh, hammock in the middle of the night and coming over to me and be like, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out. And then him running frantically through the forest in the middle of the night. Yes. And John went to go pick up some of the guys that came in a little bit later that evening and like running in front of the, in front of the thing. So like, there were just like these great, like hilarious moments and inside jokes and stuff that were created yes. through the bonding of like the brotherhood that went through that experience together. And so, yeah, I don't think anyone, there wasn't a single testimonial that I read through where anyone was like, Oh yeah, I regret going. This was the worst weekend ever. Like, yeah, we all like suffered through certain things and there was an aspect of it where you're sacrificing uh, comfort and comfortability. But at the end, we all grew and we're better men for it. So hmm. Hmm. so how do we take this and apply it to our, our listener? It's like <laughs> now that like they've kind of got to catch and look in on like yeah. what we went through. What is uh, what does all this mean? Yeah, I think there's. There's multiple ways you could go about this. You could do a 40-day fast. Yes. You could do a 40-hour sobriety yes. thing where you cut everything out. Or yes. you could literally go on your own version yes. of the 40-hour camping experience. Yes. What's what's awesome is through Saints Crown, we've decided in the future to offer some experiences like this. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things that we do, yeah, we do 40 hour like immersive experience, which we'll do. But another thing that we're going to do is a 40 day challenge, yeah. which is, has a very similar framework. Yes. You're still in your home environment, but you're putting certain things in place and asking the right questions to produce a level of massive clarity. Yeah. So I'm excited about that coming. I am too. Yeah. I just, I just am on the tail end of doing a 40 day challenge myself. Mm. And it was really cool because I've done fasting before and fasting was an aspect of the challenge, yes. but I felt, felt like the Lord was highlighting implementing disciplines within the 40 day time frame that were gonna be life impacting 
and we're going to help uh, contribute to the theme of what I felt like the Lord said was going to happen, which was going to be 40 days of new boldness, 40 days of courage. Um, and it's funny because there were so many things that happened in that 40 day process um, that required me to be bold, yes. required me to be courageous. And so it's pretty powerful when you are operating in obedience and you just see, you see the fruit of what happens uh, when you willingly submit yourself to something like that. Mm. Yeah. Let me ask the listener then a question. It's like, what would it look like for you to take 40 hours out of your schedule, put yourself in a place of intense sobriety out yeah. of your element just to gain massive clarity? Yeah. Set some boundaries in place. Ask some key questions. I would challenge you to do that. It's probably not a practice in your life because it's not a practice in most people's lives. Yeah. The idea of going up on the mountain, separating yourself from the hustle and the bustle and the expectation. And it's a challenge to pull away, but it's a necessity. Yes. Because what you gain from it is you get a resurgence of vision, mm. a vision that you didn't have before. You get out of the muck and the mud of life, and you get to see not only how far you've come, but what's possible for the future. Yes. So... My challenge to you is schedule that. Schedule away 40 hours uh, immediately. Immediately. Do it, do it right now. And uh, tell your wife, tell your boss, haul off and have a good stinking time. So I think that concludes today's episode. What That's, it. That's All right. it. Well, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Thank you for investing in yourself with us. And if you feel like, hey, I found my tribe right now, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Also, you can go ahead and take your masculine role assessment or you can just find us on social media at Instagram at saints.crown. I hope to see you soon.